0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, Happy uh, whatever day it is. It's Monday. Monday. uh, That's right. And my phone
1: was giving me grief. You know, it's it's, uh, never mind. We we
0: should tell people what was happening just before the show. You know, telephones are such a wonderful convenience. These cell phones that we have, we carry with us every place until they decide to have a mind of their own, which Bill's just did, right?
1: yeah well yeah, what happens is you know you got an on off
0: button on the side.
1: yeah, simple. and then the other button is the power up. I mean the the volume up, volume down. but you know you pick up your phone and if you kind of hit those two buttons in a certain combination way which you don't know until it's done, <laughs> it turns up the it turns on the read everything on the screen feature. And yes. then it starts; it speeds itself. But up it does to the it at like ten <laughs>
0: times. It does it at yeah. like ten times the normal speed.
1: And, and any time you touch anything to turn it off, it turns itself back on. You turn off the volume, it reacts. You know, it sounds it like, like, like
0: going, the audio track from The Exorcist when you listen to this thing, <laughs> and he, and he yeah, just you know, can't somebody, turn it off.
1: And if somebody calls you, it's going to read everything that it sees on the screen. <laughs> oh, That's my assistant. She's on crack right now, and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you Verizon, Motorola. Oh, Thank you very much. And you know, uh you know, you pay a lot for
0: a phone and you get grief. It's just the way it's just the way modern technology has has taken these it. leaps and bounds so that see the problem is you just can't listen fast enough. See, wow. it can speak that fast because it expects you to be able to understand it. So
1: Well, you know, you know, you know well they used to talk about people that spoke in tongues. I don't know what tongue that is, but I want <laughs> to pluck it out. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. Hey, um, a lot of things going on over the weekend. That big uh, shutdown of the government was averted, but a lot of turmoil about why it yeah. was averted. Apparently, uh... McCarthy made a deal with the devil, so to speak. He went over to well, the Well, not
1: Omar that sat there and uh, said, hey, you know what, you give us 50% control. Now, I don't know if that was the deal. If that was, you know, that was the dumbest thing that he could do is let the Democrats, who don't have the House, walk up and have 50-50 say.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, he, supposedly, the only thing that they relented on was um, the Ukraine funding. Mm-hmm. But apparently, from what I've been able to ascertain, uh, they actually were promised that they would vote on the Ukraine money separately very soon, that McCarthy would bring it back up. Understand something. The Democrats were more concerned with the funding of the Ukraine war than they were with the border. The border oh, was yeah, ignored by them.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, which makes you go, yeah, Well, well, we see where their priorities are. Then that, you know, begs the question, why are those their priorities? Because they don't have the priorities of, uh, you know, the American population.
0: But, you know, I see a lot of weird things that are going on, you know. that, But, you know, before we get into uh, M- McCarthy was on with uh, Margaret Brennan, I believe her name right. is. I don't really know because I don't follow CBS's Face the Nation anymore. I mean, I used to years and years ago when it had some – some value, but right now it's just mm. nothing more than a, a propaganda piece for the left. And uh, Brennan, it, it, you know, does, they don't even hide their new, neutrality. I mean, their partiality. They, they pretend to be neutral, but they're not. And they have McCarthy on as a guest. Why these guys go on these programs is beyond me because maybe they think they're going to get a fair deal but they don't get a fair deal. So McCarthy, the speaker of the House of Representatives goes on with with Brennan and Brennan kind of ridicules him. Listen.
2: Most of the in the press probably thought we would have shut down yesterday too, but no we did, did not.
3: Were you confident we wouldn't shut down?
2: I was confident I could get something on the floor to make sure the option that we would not but that our sure military pass. Well, well, I wasn't sure it was going to pass. You want to know why? Because the Democrats tried to do everything they can not to let it pass. They did Democrats dilatory.
3: were the ones who voted did you, for this did you, did you wa- in a did larger you watch? number than Republicans to, to keep the continuing resolution alive.
2: Did you watch Ninth- the floor yesterday?
3: Oh, yes. Okay, 90 the, the Republicans the, voted against it.
0: Okay. Did you hear that? McCarthy actually got caught by her mm-hmm. because McCarthy was trying to publicly look like it was the Democrats that were to fault, But in reality... McCarthy slithered over to uh, the Democratic side and worked out the deal with the Dems. It was mm-hmm. it was like uh, I think they said I forgot exactly the figure, but like ninety-one Republicans didn't vote for it, and I believe that every Democrat voted to side with McCarthy. So it was the Democrats that pulled his bacon out of the fire, so to speak. But um, well, he's got a problem
1: now because. Uh you know, uh, our gentleman from Florida, uh, Gates, is sitting there going, he's going for Yankin, uh, you know, Kevin, out of the, uh, the job
0: now. Well, and- yeah, what, what they're talking about now is they're talking about having Matt Gates expelled from, from Congress, but he better do it quickly because I think Gates is going to file a motion to vacate like probably today or tomorrow. Motion oh, to vacate. He probably, wrote, he probably worked on it over the weekend. Files it yeah, today. A motion to vacate is is uh, uh, something one representative has the ability to, to do now. It, it's it used to be that you had to have a consensus and a group, but now, based upon the agreement they had with McCarthy when he got into office, that any one representative can present a motion to vacate, and Congress has to vote on it. And they asked. Gates, don't you think that it's not going to pass? I mean, don't you think that the Democrats will side with McCarthy and you won't have the votes to kick him out of office? And Gates said, I'm not looking to get him kicked out of office. I'm looking to show the world who he's really working with. They're going to have to vote, and he'll see who his supporters in Congress really are. It'll be yeah. obvious. So, Well, here's what's
1: sad about all of this. This is going to be a sideshow and a distraction. Yeah. And so, Mister McCarthy, you're you're guilty of this. When you know the Democrats, well, we had this house in order, which is if you if you go back and listen to everything they say, and challenge it with your Google research, if uh, you can trust Google, uh, you're going to find out the Dems have been real. I mean, they're solid in passing their woke agenda. Mm-hmm. But they've been disorder. They've shut down the government before too. So hey, let's 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 not sit there and get sidetracked here. But they're going to sit there and take this, and the media is going to be right behind it to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, these Republicans—they got the house, and they don't know what to do with it. They just can't do
0: anything." Matt Gates was know? on with Jonathan Carl. Uh, mm-hmm. on, I believe, uh, ABC, and he had this to say.
4: Joining us now is Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, who has been Speaker Kevin McCarthy's chief antagonist in all of this. So I want to start right with what you've been saying all along, uh, that you would uh, move to oust him as Speaker, and what McCarthy said just yesterday. Take a listen. ...joined together to do what is right.
2: If somebody wants to make a motion against me, bring it.
4: There has to be an adult in the room. So are you gonna do it, are you gonna move to Austin? Kevin McCarthy's gonna get his wish. I don't think the adult in the room would allow America to sit atop a $33 trillion debt facing $2.2 trillion annual deficits. I don't think the adult in the room would allow $8 trillion of this debt to come into refinancing at a higher level without serious spending cuts. And I don't think the adult in the room would lie to House conservatives. And that is exactly what Kevin McCarthy did in January to get the speakership. Kevin had to agree to certain guardrails on spending, and he had to agree to a process that would allow us to put some downward pressure on spending. Since the mid-90s, this country has been governed by revolving continuing resolution and omnibus spending bill. And what that means is that America's lawmakers take one up or down vote on the funding of the entire government. That is crazy. That is the reason we're $33 trillion in debt. We want to move to single-subject spending bills. So He made that commitment. He broke it. And if it this time, next week, Kevin McCarthy is still Speaker of the House. It will because, be because the Democrats bailed him out, and he can be their speaker, not mine. So, so when, when do you make this move? Uh, you'll be seeing it this
0: week. It's interesting. You know, they make it sound like uh, it, it was the right thing. The media does. Oh, we have a spending bill. Aren't you happy about this? But, no, I'm not. No, I'm not either. The guy who's it's my money, right.
1: not theirs, so get the hell off the pot, and let's get something done here. But I... Uh, this is crazy. You,
0: you well, know, we well, don't need the, you know, the thing is uh, Matt Gates is the guy on the right. He's the guy who has the best plan. We talked about this before, but what where the uh, it, it's broken down into pieces. You have to vote on everything well, you're voting for individually, not one big put everything in the pot and cook it, you know. Well, let
1: me ask you a question. You know, 33 3 trillion dollars of debt. Who do we Owe the money
0: too. Well, supposedly uh, that mysterious group in the sky. We then it's so never we really. can cancel the debt and just say, well, "Okay, it,
1: let's wipe this sucker clean." It's a and debt let's to ourselves.
0: Fresh. Actually, it's a debt, I guess, to the Federal Reserve.
1: It's then a debt. You know
0: to- what? Wipe it. Let's start clean
1: and do the item by item thing, and let's get our financial house back in
0: order. Here's the And problem. If you have to sit there and say, "Let's declare bankruptcy." The, yeah, let's do it. The problem is, the reason why the problem exists is that when you go into debt, you have to create more money, more bills, more. This you're you end up flooding the market with with more cash, and the more cash that's out there, the less value it become. You know, it has, and uh, but they don't care. We are being run and have been run historically by, but yeah, by numbskulls. When we l- look at somebody like AOC making a decision on our financial existence, y- you realize just how uh, uh, what what kind of uh, shape we're really in. I mean, you have numbskulls, numbskulls running Congress, and a guy like Gates comes along, and he articulates the problem and has a solution. And then you have guys like McCarthy who come along who have a nice, kind of a nice casual demeanor and he seems like he's really on the target and, and he's somebody to be trusted. But then he, he does backroom deals with the devil, Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, here 's uh, Matt Gates in the second part of this. Listen
4: Now, look, it, uh. it takes only one person, obviously you uh, to to call for a vote uh, to remove him so called uh, motion to vacate. but you would need a majority to remove him, which means you 're going to need de- Democrats to remove him. Do you really think that Democrats are going to vote to remove Kevin McCarthy because he made a deal with Democrats? No. I actually think Democrats are gonna bail out Kevin McCarthy. So this is an exercise to show the American people who really governs you and how that governing occurs. So I'm on a mission to change it where we're evaluating these bills independently. Kevin McCarthy is off making a secret deal on Ukraine as he's baiting Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution that doesn't include Ukraine. So the one thing Democrats, Republicans, the White House, that we all have in common, is that that Kevin McCarthy at one point or another has lied to all of us. But if they want to keep him, then he belongs to them.
0: He said it, you know, uh, he tells Congress Ukraine is not in the budget. That's not in the deal, so you can vote for it. So they voted for it. But he made a backroom deal that as soon as it's voted on, and this is behind us, he's going to bring the Ukraine uh, money up again in front of Congress. So he lied. Yep, he did a shell game, and that's what it is. Yep, exactly right. Um, It was interesting. I don't have you noticed, Bill, that when things are turning to slop on the other side, they end up going on uh, programs like sixty Minutes to get PR. They go on. They go on these uh, major network oh, programs. Yeah. There was a time when 60 Minutes was the place to go to get an interesting, uh, uh, no fair, and, uh, fair and unbiased. Yeah, now it's not a fair and unbiased uh, program anymore. It's a propaganda outlet for the left. And and if you don't believe mm-hmm. that, you're just not paying attention. Uh, I case in point, Merritt Garland uh, was on 60 Minutes over the weekend. And I got a short clip. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, okay. Listen to what he said. It's only 12, 13 seconds. Listen. We do not have one rule for Republicans
4: and another rule for Democrats. We don't have one rule for foes and another for friends. We don't have one rule for powerful and another for the powerless, for the rich or for
0: the poor. What a lying sack of show Liar. Unbelievable. This guy gets in front of the camera and they let him talk, you know. Mind you... When Trump was on 60 Minutes, he was constantly being interrupted. He was constantly being uh, uh, interrupted during the interview, corrected. Oh, well, that's not true, Mr. President. This is 60 Minutes. We vet everything. So this guy goes on. This guy Garland goes on and says, We don't have two sets of rules. And they just sit there like dolts. If you have two sets of uh, one set of rules for everybody, why is it you did this to you know uh, A and you didn't do this to B? You know why? Why are people languishing in, in prison in Washington who haven't been tried for January sixth yet, and other people who like uh, Epps he gets a slap on the hand and sent home with a cookie? You know, uh, I just find it amazing that. These outlets can sit there. And you know, it, a lot of it is presentation. People are so used to watching 60 Minutes that they can have that little ticking clock come up. And, mm. and every single interviewer has a certain quality to their voice. You have to listen very carefully. I think that if you, even if you had Laura Logan on right now, she'd, she'd agree. There's a, there's a sound... To the presentation of a sixty minutes report, which makes it appear that's far more thoughtful than your average everyday news piece. Okay. Well, we
1: gave them the credibility. Now, good marketing on that and the clock ticking, uh, but the simple fact is, they are controlled media. It's all controlled media. We've had we've had state TV. We just don't call it that forever.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it's interesting that Garland would sit there and, 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 do, and do this hit piece. Mind you, he didn't answer any questions when he was making all of these indictment statements in front of the media. He would walk out on the stage, say his little piece, and when they started to shout questions to him, he would you just walk, walk off the stage. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he is a phony. But, but also, Bill, it says to me that they need to— they need desperately to change the popular opinion uh, because it's really turning against them. And they realize that.
1: Yeah. The news right now is that, and even the mainstream can't ignore it is that Trump, they don't want to say he's the candidate. He's the likely candidate. They don't want to say he will win. He could win. It's possibility now because his numbers are staggering. And every time they throw something at him, his numbers go up and they're going, Well, I guess we gotta throw the kitchen sink one more time at him. Sooner or later he's gotta knock him out of this out of contention. What they don't get, it's not Trump. It's the people saying, Enough is enough. We don't believe you anymore. How do you think Joe Biden, who sits you know, he he, he's a liar? You know, I mean, it's 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 terrible what he does. But then you got Google. What did they celebrate like their 40th birthday or something like that over the weekend? Either way, Google sits there and redirects the stories and
0: covers for Joe. Of course it does. You know, I don't know whether you heard him over the weekend, but he said this is the second time I've heard him say it. Separate interviews. Strom. Strom Thurmond. Yeah. He said yeah. uh, he got can, well, l- let me let me play what Joe said. When I left the Senate, I was able to convince Strom Thurmond to vote for the Voting Rights Act. Strom Thurmond. Yeah, did you hear that? He he got Strom Thurmond to vote for the Voting Rights Act in 1960. By 19- the way, Joe, 15- let
1: me put it in your voice. Uh, he didn't vote the way you just said he voted. No,
0: uh, Thurmond died in 2003. Biden left the Senate in 2009. The Voting Rights yeah. Act it passed in two, in. The Voting Rights Act passed in 1965. Joe Biden wasn't in the Senate, okay? Yeah. And Strom Thurmond, by the way, voted against it. Yeah. Now, Joe is, look, he makes crap up
1: as he's going. People know it. The news knows it. So quit hiding, quit covering for the guy. Actually, I think they are getting ready to set us up you know, and, you know, maybe the train starts in California and it's going to go across America. Uh, and the reason I say that, you know, we lost Feinstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I have, you know, her dementia got to her. She forgot how to live or she forgot where the stairs were. I don't know what happened
0: there, but, um, you know. Uh, you see where they, they uh, nominated. Appointed. They're, yeah, they're going to appoint somebody else, I guess, Uh what was her name? I haven't got it. I'm looking for. Uh... Uh, uh, what is it, LaFonza Butler? I believe her yeah. name is. She's and the. She, what's interesting about her, though, Bill, is that she moved to Maryland. She she mm-hmm. has her residency is in Maryland. She, she, but I mean, here's
1: why they want to do it.
0: <clears throat> Go ahead. You know, now he's
1: uh, number one, and I, I'm not saying this to be racist, but you know, all to be black and gay. You've got everything handed to you on a platter by the Democratic Party because that's the face they want to paint. And that is what she is. She's, uh, uh, she's LGBTQ. She's black. Oh, and she's the president of Emily's List. Oh, well, Emily's Oh, and, nice. and
0: also she wants, she's very pro abortion.
1: Yeah, she is. Yeah. But, you know, Emily's List, that, that, that's a nice thing. That, that sounds so nice. This is a, is a group that's a nonprofit group that raises and collects money to elect democrats now Left i have a question for you bill. Do, do you abortion think abortion ro- do you think ahead. that
0: it was a good move to pick this she's she's unknown well, to everybody she and bill she does have down as a residency no second residency her primary residency now is maryland so how can he pick somebody from out of state to be the uh, the choice. Well, only
1: only they can, but there is an agenda here. You've got you've got uh, the history. Uh, it's on Microsoft Bing of Newsom. Oh, he was born in sixty seven, two thousand four. He issued the uh, marriage licenses to same sex couples. He launches a universal health care program. All the democratic issues. He's elected, you know, blah blah this and blah blah that. He's into the gun thing, and then there was a story about Michelle. Uh, over the weekend. Uh, and uh, the news report, whether it was a Freudian slip or not, they uh, said, uh, uh, as for Michelle, he had no comment. You're talking not about she.
0: Obama. B- Barack was walking out of a, it looked like he was coming out from having dinner, surrounded by Secret Service people. Yeah. He was going out to his SUV, and some reporters sc- screamed some questions to him. Um, Man, he is, Mich- talk. is your wife going to run for the presidency? And he just got into his car. So I don't know whether it's a smart move. I think she carries too much baggage. Meaning, well, I think b- what, what they're uh, trying to do, well. well hey, meaning Barack. I mean, I think Barack nowadays could be more baggage than she needs to have. Well,
1: it could be. And, uh, but, you know, you've got that going on. And you look at uh, the last election with Biden. I mean, if you believe he won by a landslide... They're paving the ground for all their agenda stuff to where, right now, I don't think you could sit there and do the steal again and have people believe it because they'll go, well, yeah. Well, but- the, the
0: thing is, though, I, I think with the problem they have now, Bill, is the supposedly the number of actual voters who are going to vote for Trump is so great that mm-hmm. no matter how hard they try, they won't be able to overwhelm the system like they did in 2020— in 2020, we thought it was going to be a fair vote, and it wasn't. They stole it. Remember, it was they lost by eleven thousand votes, eleven thousand seven hundred votes in Georgia. I mean, all they needed to do is have a few more people go out in Georgia and vote, and, and they wouldn't have been able to beat the system. You know, I think that they're talking. I heard they were. Yeah, I heard that Trump's. Uh, they're talking about he's going to overwhelm the voting system with just too many, too many ballots to, uh, you know, for them to cheat.
1: Trust me. If Trump wins this thing, they're going to want to see the ballots, count the ballots, do all kinds of forensic things to it and hold up the election, you know, because they have the right to see what really went on. (laughs) But the Republicans didn't have the right, but that's what I'm saying. They're going to take this agenda that they've been promoting that really has no legs, but because the news media has put it out there, that that's where they're going to build the steel around something entirely different not Joe, and I wouldn't be
0: surprised if Joe has a dementia moment and, you know, something bad happens to him. You know, have you noticed that, uh, do you remember about a month ago, they said that one of the, uh, one of, I guess it was September 19th was the date that they were going to have an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson and oh, yeah. Barack's brother, Bar- Barack M- brother Malik, was supposed to do a tell-all about Obama And it was supposed to be something that you won't want to miss, but then they, they, you just it disappeared. Bagged it. It didn't happen. Some I I can't help but wonder if uh, the deep state uh, let Tucker know that he's 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 swimming with the sharks now, and it may prove to be deadly if he continues down that route. Uh, I mean, I'm just speculating here, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, uh, it was something I was kind of looking forward to. And I did read the story on the show. It was, it was in print. It was going to be Malik Obama, a tell all right. piece on Barack. And it was supposed to be a, a real special program. And uh, all of a sudden recently, you know, Tucker does a, a show with Bill O'Reilly. That That's who needs to see this. Right. Uh, it, but it was there. Uh, it, he's had some. Compared to the first couple of episodes of his program, the more recent shows are off the mark as far as I as far as I can uh, ascertain. You know, I mean, it's just it's not it's it, not special programs anymore. You know, uh, also uh, interesting program in case you haven't missed, uh, haven't seen it. You want to see the first episode of this uh, most recent Laura Logan uh, it's oh, yeah. about it's about the Brunsons. We talked about it, Bill, mm-hmm. and I, I watched it yesterday. And um, Laura Logan does a good job. And what she's done is in this first episode, she's explained who the Brunson brothers are and why they're important and what they've done to a certain point. It's like an introduction piece. It's part one. She says this is the end of part one, which means it promises there'll be a part two and maybe more about this group. Apparently, she's, she's an investigative reporter, and she's not just a fluff lady. So I would be surprised if that would have been her only piece, you know, because yeah. all it did is talk about when they were kids, they played the trumpet, they were on The Tonight Show, uh, and all of a sudden now they're into politics and they're putting stuff in front of the Supreme Court, period. That would be about as uninteresting as any program could be. But it, like I said, it walks you towards subsequent shows, and, uh, you really will want to see this. I would imagine in the next week or two, you'll see part two coming out and that will probably even be more interesting. It's only about a 20 minute program. They're about the length of a 60 minute piece. You know, they used to they, 60 minutes. usually does three reports and then like a wrap up at the end, some kind of, you know, uh, well, it's,
1: it's the formula that she knows and, and yeah. she can focus on it and, uh, do some good content as for Tucker, I, you know, it's not that Tucker's run out of steam or gas. You're right. Uh, th- somebody has found a way to throttle him and yeah. they're throttling him. And that's what it is. And that's too bad because he's got to make a decision and, you know, maybe what he does is come clean and just say, look, folks, they're trying to throttle me and, and I have a choice. I can sit here and become milk toast or back away from this because they do not want the truth out and I have to put, you know, life over family and I choose family. Right. Whatever I mean, his life, family life is. Life
0: with family over. My yeah, job. Yeah. With,
1: yeah. And so that's what that's what his choice is. Laura, she's been through the fire. She's been, you know, she's been through a lot. I don't think she cares anymore. She's gonna she's gonna talk until she can't talk. So But even they'll try to throttle her. I mean, they'll be—they're going to turn up the
0: heat. Speaking of turning up the heat, have you heard about what's happening in Canada? Canadian tyrant Justin Trudeau's government recently moved to its next phase of controlling the population. The Trudeau Mm. government will now regulate podcasts and track content and subscribers. Honest to God, uh, this—this order comes down. uh, It's a restricted access. To the average American, uh, Canadian citizen. Y- you know, there was a time when their system paralleled our system, but not anymore. Actually, Trudeau's government kind of, they have like the test ground for what they try to throw, throw in down here. If they can get to control the media, uh, podcasts, social media, things like that, so that people like Bill and I will have no voice anymore— then uh, they'll do it here. If they can do it in Canada, they'll try to do it here, you know. And they'll have some great and glorious w- reason why. They'll say, "Oh, you know, those uh, neo Nazis, those MAGA people are doing terrible things to uh, the airwaves and putting out all of this misinformation." And that's you not know the what, case.
1: Though? Let me tell you something. People seeking the truth will go out and find the truth. So let's just say they were to say, "You can't podcast anymore, guys." Sorry. You know, get a new hobby. I would sit there and say, fine. And the next morning, we would sit there and record our show, and we would post it uh, on our website, not as a podcast, but just like a, a song, it's an MP3 download.
0: Well, yeah, until some some software program that they're running finds it, they'll, you know it'll listen to the words. You know, they, they have software now that can listen to a show and pick out words. And
1: uh, Oh, it's going to get to the point to where you've got to scramble it and then send it out to where somebody decodes it on their end. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they want to silence the right. And I don't even like to be called the right anymore. They just want to silence the truth. You've been noticed that truth.
0: when they have a senator on from the Democrat Party, uh, they will say, Senator so-and-so from New Jersey. But when they have a Republican senator on, they'll say, Republican senator so-and-so from New Jersey, they always label the Republican in the media. They always make mm. it sound like he's a little different. You know, uh, the Republican mm. senator, you know, the MAGA-supporting senator from New Jersey. I love They make MAGA out to be something terrible and nasty. And, and all it means is make America great again. I mean, tell me... Even if you're a leftist, would you please tell me what's wrong with "Make America Great Again"? Because I I don't see it. I don't I don't I don't see what the well, problem yeah. is.
1: You well, know, the Democrats have a similar slogan, Mata, "Mada," M A D A. What's that? Make America dumb again.
0: Well, they're because, doing a good uh, job.
1: Know, I'll tell you, in the uh, left. Yeah, oh. I mean Biden is doing a great job. But you know what? What rats are fleeing the ship? Apparently, um. Who is it? Representative uh, Dean Phillips. You Mm -hmm. know, he stepped down from the uh, DPCC and Democratic Caucus leadership. He says, while politics and official work do not mix, it's clear my convictions about 2024 are incongruent with the position of my colleagues. And that was causing discomfort. So in other words, he jumped off the boat.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of, like, uh, Texas Democrats end up leaving because, you know, their state's being destroyed by the illegal immigration situation, and it's their mm-hmm. party that is turning their back on the American people. I mean, if you look at the border and look at this budget thing we just had, you'll see how anti-American they are. You'll say, what are you talking about, Jim? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. McCarthy presented to Congress a bill An answer to the problem, the budget problem, that Mm -hmm. included a moratorium on uh, uh, illegal immigration, a one-year moratorium on illegal immigration into our country. That means that in order to get this bill passed, they would have had to have agreed to a one-year halting of illegal immigration into our country. The left, the Democrats, would not agree to that. I mean, no. now, you have to ask yourself, why? Why do they want all of these strangers in our country? Why do they want a porous border? It's because they want to pad the voting uh, the voting rolls. They want to have illegals voting, and they think that the illegals will vote for them because they let them in. But what well, they're not yeah. telling you, Bill, is they're letting in Killers, drug dealers, terrorists—they're all coming in.
1: Oh yeah, what was it like? Seventy-five thousand identified here recently coming through that were terrorists and uh, or you know known to be. So I'm like going, that's kind of
0: crazy. And and just like every time you watch these people crossing the border, take a real good look because most of them are military-age single men and. They're not all from Mexico. They're not all from Honduras. Many of them are from China. Many of them are from the Ukraine. Some of them are from Russia. We do not know who these people are because there's just too many of them. And, you know, we talk about, I think they said that we're approaching 15 million illegals in our country, which is bigger than some of our states. And oh, yeah. it's it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, Biden doesn't seem to care. Just c- come on in, folks. I see pictures. Have you seen them? Where the border patrol actually is holding down the barbed wire, so oh, that yeah, let so the, them pre- cross. Yeah, so they can get in. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. So, um, you know,
1: what's the uh, number one thing that they import here in the United States? Child trafficking, right? Child trafficking. And apparently, I guess the conduit is uh, Disney World in Florida. I mean, two hundred plus people. Yeah, yeah, they got a uh, well, people trafficking, child sex trafficking. Kind of gives whole meaning to that. Uh, what's that uh, one thing that you? Go, it's a small, small world. That that. Yeah, it's a yeah, small world after is. all. Yes, small world after all. Yeah. Well, no, it's not so small in Disney.
0: You know, if isn't well, it strange, Bill? How how many stories we read have a Disney connection with these human trafficking. I mean, this is not the first time we've heard of Disney being associated or Disney employees being associated with human trafficking.
1: Well, you know, you think about Disney, old Walt himself, right. You know, was accused
0: of some pretty nefarious things back in his day. So, yeah, I heard that. Uh, Of course, the media will, will cover that up really well. Uh, speaking of uh, illegals, Bill, did you see where three uh, girls were kidnapped, tortured, and raped by an illegal immigrant gang in northern Minnesota? One of the girls was an eleven-year-old. That's this is a an illegal immigrant gang. Now, this wouldn't exist if it weren't for Joe Biden and his policies. That little girl, that eleven-year-old girl, would not have been raped. Uh, I, I can't say for sure, but ninety-five percent that she wouldn't have had been the she wouldn't have been the victim of this rape if it wasn't for the fact that Joe allowed these people into the country and they were able to set up this gang in northern Minnesota. I mean, any farther north, they would have been in Canada, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? Rape has been a problem in this country for a long, long time, but it has greatly exploded since Biden's come into office, I don't have the list in front of me. It's on my phone, and I'm not turning that darn thing on right now, the <laughs> way, way it's possessed. That's true. But, you know, you look at Bidenomics, you look what's going on with, you know, the, the people coming across the border. you got the sex trafficking that's gone through the roof. You've got gas prices that have gone through the roof. You've got grocery prices that have gone through the roof. Uh, you The cost of everything has gone up. The only thing that hasn't really gone up And even if you got a little bit of a raise, it's not keeping up with. So they may as well just giving you a deduction in pay because
0: you got nothing. We are hurting. But what does Biden complain about? He complains about Elon Musk. Listen. What about what
2: Elon Musk has done to Twitter, uh, lowering guardrails against misinformation? Does that contribute to
0: it? Yeah, it does. Look. One of the things, as I said to you, when I thought I wasn't going to run, I was going to write a book about the changes taking place, and most of it's directed over the years for these fundamental changes in society by changing technology. Gutenberg printing and the printing press changed the way Europeans could talk to one another, all the way to today. Where, where do people get their news? They, 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 they you know, they go on the internet. They, 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 they go online. They go. And you have no notion whether it's true or not. So he's complaining, if you can decipher his mumbling, he's complaining that people get too much news from the Internet and mm. that people like Musk have opened the gates and allowed people to voice their, their opinions and uh, allowed people to exercise free speech. I mean, Biden is upset about this because he can't control the narrative. If, if Musk no, is can. out there letting people talk, then, uh, you know, Biden can't turn the spigot off. No, he can't. But, you know, Biden, he can't control what comes out of his uh, derriere because uh, that's da, where he da, gets da, all da, his da. information. He talks out of a— He says—he noticed the, I, I, in the beginning of that he said, you know, before I decided I was going to go into— the, Yeah, he was going to write a book. I was going to write a book. I thought to myself— I hope the writing is better than your speaking, because otherwise the he book will be... He can't write a <laughs> book. He's no, he, Come on.
1: You know, and I heard Pelosi over the weekend talking about all the great things that Joe is, such a knowledgeable guy, such a great politician. Yeah. Well, this guy is into everything. And I'm going like, you know, I'd love to go back and research Pelosi, because... She probably somewhere along the line talked about what an idiot he was because pretty much he was the idiot of the White House for his entire career even when he became vice president. Now all of a sudden he's a genius? Come on.
0: The guy, the guy is uh, he's, hes a pawn being used by the deep state. Uh, he's a willing pawn because they are literally giving him cover. Uh, Right now, he is protected to a point where his son and he are in a situation where if Congress gets too close to their fire, he has the ability as president to pardon his son and himself. He can pardon Mm -hmm. both. And uh, they won't go to jail. By the way, Hunter is not going to go to jail unless something happens that's so dramatic, if they were to remove Biden as president, uh, in an unexpected way, I don't see where he could, uh, you know, where he couldn't, ha- didn't have time to pardon himself and his son. That's a different story. But if he has time, trust me.
1: How do you know he hasn't done it? And even if he hasn't done it, which I don't think he has, does anybody have to be there because a presidential pardon? There, there is no documentation. I that think there formally is. has to be.
0: I think there is. I could be wrong. I think you have to do a, a document for a pardon. It is, you know, that was tangible. discussed
1: in whether Trump may have done no, that. That's different. D-
0: he was. He wasn't talking about pardon. He was talking about. Um, it wasn't a pardon. Trump was declassifying. That's a different story. He, Trump can declassify at a, the snap of no, a there finger. There was
1: a story about pardoning that he may have pardoned himself during the time and afterwards. But he had to do everything while he was still president.
0: Yeah. Well, so, hey, look at look. Maybe I'm wrong, but I was un, I a, under the impression that you could declassify you can, because well, you can do that too. I mean,
1: I, I don't know. You know, there, there's so many stories that float out there, so I get confused yeah. on them too. But
0: uh, you, you see, where Desantis was on uh, with Maria Bartiromo yesterday, he was uh, talking about uh, whether he would be vice president because you know. Trump indicated that uh, when he looked at the debate stage last week, he didn't really see any vice presidential material on that stage. Right. So I think Maria asked him about that. Listen.
5: You just heard President Trump. He said that his VP candidate was not on that stage. Let me begin right there, Governor. If President Trump came to you and said, let's partner up, you be my VP, would you do it?
2: No, I'm I'm running for president. We need somebody that can serve two terms. We need somebody that can win states like Georgia and Arizona, which President Trump cannot do or did not do, even though candidates like McCain and Romney had no problem winning those states. We need somebody who, and I'm the only one running, including Donald Trump, everything I've promised the voters that I would do as governor of Florida, uh, I've delivered on. We delivered uh, budget surpluses, paying down debt, tax cuts, school choice, parents' rights. Rights, banning sanctuary cities expanding second amendment rights all and all down the line uh, I promise and I deliver and that's really what we need because the country is in decline uh, we can't just manage this decline a little bit better than the democrats we need to reverse the decline but that means you got to get in there and actually get all this stuff done uh, and I'm the candidate that's that can get do that and that's why I'm running and I think that with all due respect to Donald Trump uh, we're not going to beat the democrats by adopting Joe Biden's basement Strategy. You can't just be missing in action. You got to show up. Uh, you got to earn people's votes. Uh, and if you're not willing to do that, uh, voters will take notice uh, as we get closer to these contests.
0: Spoken by a guy who's like 40 percent behind or 50 percent behind. Yeah. Behind and wh- Trump. What, what What's going to happen if this Disney
1: thing all pans out with the the trafficking and everything happened under his watch? Now he's good things have happened under his watch, and but. I don't know.
0: You know, uh, it, the next person to watch at Fox uh, for an untimely removal will be Greg Gutfeld. Oh, Greg yeah. Gutfeld. Now, Gutfeld is uh, a guy who speaks his own mind and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't give a darn what's politically correct. And he was talking about the debate on Friday, and he criticized Fox for inviting Univision to be one of the uh, three different panelists listen to this.
5: And Fox joining Univision perhaps was the worst partnership I've ever seen since Bud Light hired Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> I mean, you have a host unload a litany of liberal cliches whose premises we challenge successfully every day, and yet they were treated as approved truths. She had no follow-up to each one, which is weird. So it was like a deliberate list prepared by the DNC to tweak the candidates, to tweak the audience. It didn't feel like a journalism debate to me. It felt like the view without pastries. By the way, this isn't on Fox, right? So don't accuse me of shooting in the tent. Hosts had their autonomy over their questions. This is on the RNC, who felt they had to have Fox partner with Univision as if it would be value added when, in fact, it was value subtracted. Perhaps... Give Univision their own debate, right? Instead of loading questions with with like these not so subtle accusations. I was waiting for her to ask one of the candidates, "What was the last time you beat your kids?" It was just so silly.
0: Oh my gosh! And the thing that's interesting about this is that people talk about uh, the you know Trump's uh, was it a good move for him not to be in the debates? It was brilliant. He didn't he didn't subject himself to the stupidity of that Univision host, you know? Well, he grew in popularity, you know, from
1: uh, that debate. So he won the debate without being in the debate. So do
0: we need to have any more debates? Actually, in my opinion, I think that the debates have uh, become useless. They are a bunch of guys trying to talk over each other. Mm. They don't make any clear points. You know, a debate used to be, when, it, when they had value, when you got a couple of guys and they would go back and forth, you know, with each other and and, and really debate. These aren't, aren't debates. These are just uh, news clips. These are a bunch of guys trying to uh, make uh, a, some kind of a splash moment that will be used in the nightly news so that they can uh, gain some extra notoriety. I think, case in point, Chris, uh, Christie, what a what a waste of space this guy is. He every time he opens his mouth, all he wants to do is criticize Trump. Instead of talking about what he would do as as the president because he is running for president, all he does is talk about how how bad Trump is. You know blonde man bad, orange man bad, Trump bad. This is Chris Christie. He offers nothing, but he does take up space. You know, oh
1: lots of space, yeah. He's the Twinkie Eating Bandit. And there, he does you know?
0: he does take away from somebody somebody would be getting his percentage points if he wasn't on the stage. Um uh, another interesting thing, Bill, uh, you know, that during the uh the hearings last week when they mm. were talking to the three people about the uh presidential uh, uh impeachment inquiry, uh Nancy Mace Nancy Mace, this young lady uh, is starting to uh, look like a real uh, important person in Congress. She's from, I think, South Carolina. And listen to what she said.
6: We already know the president took bribes from Burisma. I also want to add, betraying your country is treason.
0: Wow. Betraying Mm -hmm. your country is treason. There was another representative there, another young lady named McClain, and she kind of uh, made her statement, too. Uh, she stuck out as being somebody to watch out for. Listen. Two, I'm
2: amazed at, and I'm a, I'm, I love the fact that Trump lives rent-free in the Democrats' heads every day. That is a beautiful thing, even though we're here talking about the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden.
0: What was, she was commenting about is that the 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 other people from the democratic party who were on the panel on that hearing commission uh, they were constantly referencing trump mind you this is right. a this is an impeachment for biden uh, but they were trying to bring trump into the story like they we always should, do that yeah and, and it just wasn't working that's why she said I, i'm amazed at how trump lives rent free in the in the opposition's head which is true
1: well, you know, there's speculation that this whole thing against Trump could go away, and I hope it does because it's all BS, but Nikki Haley, birdbrain, as Trump would say. You heard about her because apparently, you know, I, she was in Iowa, came mm-hmm. back to her hotel room, and there was a birdcage on there from the Trump campaign, the brain. and she goes, oh, that's, uh, you know, that, that's the best thing that's happened to her. I'm like going... Number one, I don't think the Trump campaign sent that over, but I think somebody sat there and said, bird right? <laughs> that's huh. funny. Let's go put a birdcage on her because I would have done that. Said, Let's put a birdcage at her door. And it did. And she's thinking, oh, that's that's rallying the troops.
0: Yeah, I think she you know, did Nikki, it herself. Nikki, I would
1: have never drawn attention to myself in that because uh, I'm sure that a lot of people are looking at that and laughing at you, Nikki,
0: because... Do you think that Trump would give her the time of day I mean, truly, no. truly. It, it, if, he, if he'd if done something like that, that would be saying to the world that I think that Nikki Haley is a, t- a serious challenger. And I don't think Trump thinks she's anywhere near being a serious or, challenger.
1: Or Nikki's trying to take what he said, and she actually, the, her campaign, put the bird That's cage what I'm there. saying. A picture of it? Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to make hay about it. And, and no, it just shows, again, you know, bird brain is probably a good name for you, Nikki.
0: You know, speaking of that debate, uh, that uh, uh, it's interesting. Megyn Kelly, who, by the way, at one point was one of the people who anchored presidential debates for Fox, Uh, She had an opinion about the most recent debate. Listen.
3: My God, what a hot mess. Um, I have to say I didn't enjoy it. I said yesterday this is a good thing because it's Republicans getting their ideas out there. That's probably better for the GOP. You know, like reinforce the positions that they hold when it comes to the border, when it comes to the economy. that, That could work to their benefit as we go into the general. No, I take it all back. Uh, they were sniping, they were small ball, they were petty. The moderators were a disaster. I don't think it was a good night for the Republican party. It could have been, it just wasn't. And, uh, I think overall it was a fail. So I will give the whole event. I, I won't give it an F, but I'm going to give it a D. I'm going to give it a D because there were a couple of moments that were okay.
0: I was given a choice as were you. Uh, you could watch president Trump speak in front of the UAW workers or you can watch this joke of a debate, and I, I pick Trump. And I've seen Trump many, many times. You kind of know what he's going to say, but it's always entertaining and interesting with Trump. He he, mm-hmm. he varies it enough, so it, it, it always seems like there's something new that he's saying. In the meantime, over on the other uh, stage, on the other network, it was
1: a joke. It was ridiculous. Uh, well, yeah, they all tried to get their zings in, and let's face it, you know, if they want to try to be Trump, they're not going to be Trump. You know, uh, they need to be themselves. And my contention is none of them has what it takes to, if they be themselves, to even have a light shine on them. So they didn't need to do the debate. They needed to sit there and have talking points and just go out and grassroots it. They would have had a better shot. Now what they've got, they've given the media a bunch of fodder of what jokes they are.
0: You know, I... We talked about the budget and how uh, we're trying desperately. They, the, the the left is trying desperately to include the money for the Ukraine, because it's so very important to fund the Ukraine, make sure they have all the bullets and stuff they need. In the meantime, the U.S. Marines currently have a shortage of camouflage uniforms. Mm. That's right, camouflage uniforms for, for our Marines. Uh, they don't have enough. Mind you, we're sending all of our stuff, all of our goodies over to the Ukraine, and we have an ammunition shortage. We have equipment that we don't have enough for our, our soldiers. We have old uh, Humvees and things like that that our units are using. In the meantime, the new stuff that's rolling right out of the factory is going over to the Ukraine, where, by the way, it's being thrown into a meat grinder and being destroyed not too long after it gets into the country. I have another story here and I don't think we have time. I want to, I wanted to play right. uh, I wanted to play that that piece that I played over the weekend because not everybody listens to the update program, uh, right. but we played a segment uh, about the sewerage in the different oh, barracks. barracks. Yeah, yeah, that, that's and, and I think it might be worth listening to if you didn't hear this, take a few minutes and listen to this.
3: Listen to this raw sewage mold, bed bugs, cockroaches. All descriptors of the deplorable conditions some of our servicemen and women are dealing with while living at the barracks around the nation. A 100-page report from the U.S. Government Accountability Office details the serious health and safety risks facing our military troops, the filthy conditions impacting both their physical as well as their mental health, contributing to hospitalization, substance abuse, thoughts of suicide. Let's bring in Steve Bannon, a war veteran and a reporter for military.com who looked into this topic. First of all, Steve, thank you so much for being with us. You are a veteran. Did you have to deal with any of this while you served?
6: And that's not necessarily unique to a lot of service members in this country. Uh, the, the military, frankly, doesn't put a lot of revenue into their uh, quality of life situation, the living quarters for junior uh, service members. And frankly, for years, it's been talked up to uh, tough it up. And uh, the government's get more involved, the press get more involved, and soldiers are more frequently bringing attention to this issue on social media.
3: Yeah, you know, and living in, you know, conditions that aren't luxury is one thing, but living, in, you know, deplorable conditions, certainly something else, so disturbing. In your reporting, Steve, is there something that really stood out to you as being the worst, and maybe not even from your reporting, from your own lived experience?
6: What stood out to me is soldiers that have talked to me that have actually been admitted to the hospital after breathing in black mold for so long. This is particularly uh, happening at Fort Stewart, Georgia, and Fort Liberty, North Carolina. The, these bases where, that are in very humid conditions, uh, in a lot of situations, these barracks aren't very well ventilated. They're they're old. Their air conditioning units leak. Uh, maintenance workers don't get to resolve these issues uh, very quickly. And in a lot of situations, when mold is discovered, it's just painted. Over um, and you got these uh, young people coming in the military, and they just they don't really have a lot of avenues uh, to advocate for themselves, and that that's the most difficult part in most of these situations. Absolutely.
0: That's that's uh, Steve Benyon and uh, being interviewed mm. on uh, on News Nation, and it's, I'm not going to play the whole piece because you kind of get the gist of it. We've allowed things like our barracks to uh, fall to this disrepair, uh, I, I and he says. It's not unusual. He was in the military. He's a young guy. This guy, Steve Benyon, uh, maybe he's in his thirties. And I was thinking that, well, as you know, when you're a little older, like me, uh, it was a different situation. The, the barracks were old, but I mean, part of our you whole had to ro- clean them. take care of oh, them. Bill, part of our whole routine, whether we wanted to or not, was cleaning the floors, the toilets, the sinks. I mean, everything was cleaned. Uh, the, ba- the barracks were, uh, they had the shiniest floors I've ever seen because you were constantly polishing the floors. Um, and I guess over the course of the years, they have let this uh, go by the wayside. It's not that important anymore. And it doesn't take long for mold to catch on, you know, uh, and mold.
1: This- and obviously there's, uh, other things. Yeah. All over the well, I saw the pictures. It's disgusting. I wouldn't walk through that. And if you Awful. did walk through that, you're tracking it back to where you bunked down, which means it's getting everywhere. on your person. It's yep. everywhere. It's getting on your person. doesn't take much to soak into the skin. And you know what I'm talking about. And you think about what health concerns that can do for you.
0: What, short, what I don't understand, Bill, is why guys like Millie, you know, you're head of the Joint Chiefs. Why people in the Pentagon? If you value the equipment so much that you're throwing around, uh, that you're buying and shipping to different parts of the world, why don't you value your troops that way? You know, I mean, the most they're important expendable. weapon you have, yeah, but the most important weapon you have out there is the American service person. And they're, wow. they're, they're the most important thing. You don't just let it fall apart like they're letting it fall apart. I mean, mold in the barracks, we saw pictures, Bill, there was one yeah. where you showed feces all over the floor. Of, well, I
1: agree with you. But you know what? That means that the, the, the manpower is expendable. But you know what? Millie doesn't even care about the equipment that we uh, spent so much for. Case in point, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. That's true. We, we just gave it away. Yeah, You know, and I mean, we're talking billions of dollars of equipment. What was it, 83 or 73
0: billion? The more I think about it, the more I realize that wasn't an accident. They didn't show, ooh, I made a mistake. Oh, that
1: was a a purposeful.
0: Yeah. Well, don't worry. We're going to leave all of our equipment behind. You know, never mind the fact that. cheaper to leave
1: it behind than to try to pack it up and go. Well, you know what? So cheaper for me to sit there and uh, go buy an RV and, you know, I don't want to unhook it and all that. Just leave it here. The next person that comes along can, you know, enjoy it.
0: Well, we we really and truly have got a bunch of uh, clowns running the system down in D.C. And, you know, they, they all have the right suits on. They all have their hair neatly coiffed. They all have the shiny brass on their lapels. And they just have, they look the part, many of them. But they're so they're so inept. So many of them are inept. They don't belong in these positions. They're no, out they there. Don't. They're trying to make a few extra bucks for themselves. They're thinking mm. about their position, their money, and you know they asked what's his name. Uh, uh, what's his name, Millie? I had to think about it for a second. He's he's very forgettable, folks. Uh, they asked Millie, "Are you afraid that when Trump gets into office, if he gets into office?" That he may come after you for treason, and you could see the sweat rolling down his forehead. <laughs> I mean, it was—it's uh, it, got him thinking. It's got him thinking. I wouldn't be surprised if Millie decides to move offshore when he when he's fully retired. When, meaning, I'm
1: sure he's got the money because you know these kind of people—they
0: are corrupt. They sure are. Um, anyway, we, we've done it again, my friend. If you want to contact us for. Uh, for any reason our number is 833538786883353 Wait <laughs> what's that number again 8335387868 I've only said it like a thousand zillion times a gazillion times, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've heard you do each one. Yes. There's mail at itsanotherday.com. I'm not going to blow this. Mail at itsanotherday.com. <laughs> Very good. Uh, there's also uh, mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. There, I got <laughs> through it. I didn't hey, know it. Hey,
0: good for you. <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo>! oh, Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can blame it on it being Monday. Um, yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a busy week, I think, Bill. I got a funny feeling. Oh, by the way, don't forget, October 4th, the day after tomorrow, at That's two, Wednesday. At 2.22 in the afternoon, they're telling people that there's going to be Shut an EBS. Shut your phone off. And we would recommend that you uh, you turn your phone off and possibly put it in a little uh, Faraday-type device. And you had a great idea. Just take a shoebox, line it completely with uh, aluminum foil, stick the phone in there, make sure the covers got foil on it too, close it up, and that yeah. should that should protect it from uh...
1: outside of the box foil all the way around and the lid foil all the way around if you want to take Oh, a little... you would double
0: foil it. You would you would actually Well, you
1: could do the inside, but it's out the outside because when the signal hits it it bounces. So don't even let the signal get inside the box.
0: Well, there you go. And then you can
1: then you just put in there what you now, want to Now, I bought to, Faraday
0: yeah. bags, so I mean Faraday bags are just essentially aluminum foil, thick aluminum foil bags. You can throw your stuff in it and just seal it up, and that's it.
1: You know what you could do? You could take just a sheet of foil, rip it off. And wrap your phone in it. Put your phone in it and wrap it like it's a foil wrapping paper. Yeah. And go put it in the drawer.
0: And a few hours later, when it's all said and done, take it out. You make things so easy. You really do. I spent all this money buying Faraday bags and you just said, I right, get aluminum foil, you wrap the phone in aluminum foil. Put it under the
1: dollar yeah. store.
0: <laughs> get a roll of foil uh, about a hundred yards. Maybe I can you maybe, wrap maybe, up all your foil maybe, maybe I have the receipt and I can bring it back. <laughs> anyway, my friend, that's gonna do it for us. I think it's time for you well, once again to start the week off as you always do with your famous, your very popular show ending. Oh, people know this wide and far.
1: What is it? Well, it's not mine originally, but I own it now. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here.
0: The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said.
6: From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times.
0: I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?